Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. guys and happy Wednesday. So today is going to be a workout Wednesday live and I am doing a dual cast. So what a dual cast is, is I am recording this for my podcast called Beyond the Bikini Radio. Um, and we are going to have the live too. So just kind of killing two birds, one stone. If you guys don't happen to have the time to keep this live open, or if you're at work, you can always listen to this episode at another time. Um, I also have Hope here with me, helping me with today's topic. And that is, should you cut or build muscle first? This is a big question that I get. And I'm going to go through a couple different areas um, in regards to this topic. So we're going to be talking about training age. We're going to be talking about lifestyle cuts versus like a bikini prep. We're going to be talking about feeling your body, um, how long you should cut, and then the style of training you should be doing. Again, if you guys have questions, feel free to ask them. That's why I do these lives. I do them to help educate and teach you guys on your own fitness journey. Um, But let's just jump right into it. So I want to ask you all, um, who has the goal of cutting right now? Um, Cutting meaning losing weight. And who has the goal of building muscle? So if you have that goal of building muscle, do the flexing emoji. And then if you have the goal of wanting to lose fat, do Let's watch... Hmm. Let's do a heart emoji if you want to lose fat. Okay. Um, first you got to figure out what your goal is. Um, and you have to ask yourself, how long have I been training in the gym? A lot of times I'll get clients that come to me who haven't really been lifting that long. Um, they've only been in the gym doing cardio. They haven't been doing any sort of resistance training. And then they tell me I want to lose weight and I want to look toned. Here's the thing. You're not going to have shape and tone to your body if you don't have muscle. And the only way to build muscle is through resistance training, which means lifting weights um, and lifting weights for a while. So when you're a newbie, 
this is someone that hasn't been training in the gym at all, newbie, um, you have the ability to put on a good amount of muscle. Uh, that is when your body composition is going to change the most. That is when you're going to see the biggest changes. That's why it's fun when you first start going to the gym because you're seeing a lot of changes in your body um, as long as you're going consistently. And then all of a sudden you realize after around, you know, month six, even a year into it, you're like, oh, like my body's like not really changing anymore. This isn't as cool. It's not as fun if I'm not seeing that instant progress. Um, and that's the issue too, is a lot of us were wanting that instantaneous gratification when it comes to building muscle or losing weight. But both of these processes take time. Just like gaining 20 pounds takes time, um, losing 20 pounds takes time. You have to be patient. So if you are a newbie in the gym, this is amazing because you're going to have the ability to put on a lot of lean muscle mass as long as you're following a good resistance training protocol and you are eating enough calories. Uh, ladies out there, if you're only eating 1200 calories a day, I'm sorry, your body's not going to change. Um, even if you're eating like 1300 calories, like your body's just not going to change. And if you're doing an hour of cardio a day, you're sending the wrong message to your body. Um, doing tons of cardio is telling your body to be efficient and small and won't send the proper signal to build muscle. That's why a lot of marathon runners look the exact same. Um, you would think that they would look super jacked and lean. Uh, no, they don't. Their body has been a lot of marathon runners actually have pretty high body fat percentages. Um, and their body just won't put on muscle like, you know, like a sprinter or a bodybuilder. Um, that being said, when you are wanting to look cut or look toned, that's just a matter of fact of losing some body fat. So you could weigh the same. So I'm sure you guys have seen this a lot on Instagram. You could weigh the same, uh, but look completely different. And the reason why is because of the body fat percentage. Um, Again, two, body fat percentage is going to look different on every single person. 20% body fat might look different on you or me. It depends on height and weight and genetics. And everybody holds body fat in different areas of your body. Um, when you're trying to cut too, please stop trying to cut at certain body parts. This frustrates me so much because you can't spot reduce body fat. Um, a million crunches is not going to give you abs. Um, a million curls is not going to give you super big biceps. You have to be patient with where your body loses body fat. And honestly, where you struggle with the most is going to be the last to go. So for me, I actually get pretty lean in my midsection first. Um, and then losing body fat in my arms and my legs is the last to go. Now your body might be different than mine. And that's really nothing that you can change. That's just how your genetics will go. Um, Okay, so one thing I also want to talk about is setting realistic expectations. If you're wanting to cut down your body fat, if you're wanting to get lean, if you're wanting to see some muscles pop, please stop comparing yourself to bodybuilding competitors or bikini competitors. If you are someone who just wants to live a healthy and fit life, you need to set realistic expectations. So ladies out there, um, a healthy body fat percentage for a woman a normal range is 20 to 25%. Um, around 15 to 18% is considered a athletic range with 15 
tailing on the lower end for body fat percentage. Um, and then anything below 15% body fat for women tends to be a little bit of a risk because you risk losing your period. Um, losing your period can lead to brittle bones. It can lead to infertility, dry hair, skin, and nails, low libido, none of that fun stuff. Um, and these bodybuilders that you see or look up to, uh, I compete myself and my body fat, I tested it today and it said that it was at 12%. And that is very low and that's not attainable and that should not be your goal. If you are getting into this without the intention of stepping on stage, your goal should be to stay above that 15%, but still within that normal range of body fat between 20 and 25%. Again, that percentage is going to look different on everyone. Um, the lower the body fat you have too, the more lean, the more toned, <laughs> the more muscular you're going to look but make sure you're giving yourself enough time to do this. So when you are losing body fat, um, anywhere between 0.5 to two pounds per week is significant progress. You're going to see daily weight fluctuations. And this is totally normal too, where your body will go up or down, up or down, up or down, plus or minus three pounds. Women, um, when you're on your period too, you can gain upwards of just 10 pounds of water weight. Our bodies are composed of mostly water. Um, so you're going to see really big fluctuations around your period. Um, and even ovulation as well. So you're going to see some fluid fluctuations there, but those daily fluctuations on the scale, it's nothing to be concerned about. Um, I recommend you weigh yourself every single day and just take the average of that. Again, if you struggle with your relationship with the scale, that's something that you're going to need to work on. I mean, there's other ways to track your progress too, like using clothing, um, doing progress pictures, doing actual measurements with like a tape measure. Uh, I would recommend doing that as well to track your progress and see if those measurements are going down and seeing if you are getting the look that you are trying to achieve. So um, let's move on again to guys, if you can chime in, you can ask questions. I'm here to help. This topic is kind of complex. So what style of training do I recommend if you are trying to decide if you want to build or cut? This is a trick question because the answer is going to be the same. You need to be resistance training. You need to have compound movements in your programming. What's a compound movement? A compound movement uses multiple joints. Um, it increases your heart rate because it's utilizing multiple muscle groups. And it's very taxing on the body. Um, a lot of these movements cause a lot of soreness too, just due to uh, the amount of skill that goes into them. And if you have no idea how to lift, if you're nervous to get into weight training, I recommend hiring a trainer. You could even hire a trainer in person. That would be the best so they could see your form one-on-one -on -one. Um, and just make sure that you're following a good program. Now, a compound lift is going to look like deadlifts. It's going to look like barbell back squats, bent over rows, um, pull-ups, uh, shoulder press, bench press. Yeah, so those are the main ones. I can think of dips as another good one. You want to have those movements in your program because that is what's really going to change your body. Not the little like glute kickback dance around thing or jumpy lungy thing, plyometrics. No, here's the thing too with plyometrics. So that's going to look like jumping lunges, jumping squats, jumpy, jumpy, jump, jump. I, I don't know. You do not need to do plyometrics. Um, plyometrics don't build muscle. Um, they are great for athletic performance. So if you're an athlete who's like in volleyball or basketball or 
you know, any sort of sport that deals with jumping, um, plyometrics are great for that, but the normal population does not need to be doing plyometrics. I never do plyometrics. Um, the most plyometric thing I do is jump rope, um, which I don't even really do right now. Um, but yeah, you don't need to do plyometrics to build muscle. Now, when it comes to losing body fat too, I hate when people are asking me this question, which I don't hate it. It's just, it's frustrating with how much noise there is in the fitness industry and the fitness space that people get really confused. And they'll be asking me, um, you know, what's the best type of cardio to do or, or what's the best exercise to hit this body part again, compound movements, um, Compound movements are going to change your life, change your, your the way you look. Uh, if you're not doing compound movements and you're only doing the machines at the gym, you got to venture out. <laughs> but the best cardio for fat loss, too, is going to be, bum, 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 trick question again, the one you feel most motivated to do. I do not like HIIT cardio, full-on disclosure. I don't like it. It's not that it doesn't work. It definitely works. Um, but I don't have motivation to do it. I don't enjoy doing it. I find that my body gets really sore whenever I do it. And if I don't enjoy doing something, naturally there's going to be a resistance toward it, towards it. Um, I love low intensity and moderate intensity cardio. Again, too, I'm a high stress, high anxiety person and hit cardio can make that worse just due to it being a high stressor on the body. Um, it can cause a lot of inflammation. It requires a lot of focus with low intensity and moderate intensity cardio. I find that I can work from my phone and check some emails, respond to DMS, um, do my job while I'm doing cardio. And again, kind of killing two birds, with one stone, you know, recording a podcast, doing a live. And that's what I like to do. Um, I like to use my time efficiently and doing hit just doesn't allow for me to do that. Um, okay. Let's see what else. So, how long should you cut? Again, um, if you are wanting to lose a good amount of weight, let's say 10 plus pounds, um, just keep in mind, if you're losing half a pound to two pounds per week consistently, um, that's a, that's good progress. Um, and if you hit a stall too, please do not get discouraged. Like I always lose a stall. Um, and there's a couple things that you can incorporate when you're in a fat loss stall. One would be refeeds. I do a lot of refeeds with my clients or even diet breaks. So a diet break would look like one week where your calories are a little bit higher and your cardio is a little bit lower. That really allows for the body to reset. And I find that my clients have a newfound motivation to hit their plan. Um, and keep you going. Um, that also helps keep your metabolism healthy when you are doing diet breaks and increasing your calories temporarily. Again, too, incorporating refeeds are going to make or break you. I find I, do, I, I don't do cheat meals. Um, I don't have my clients do cheat meals. I don't do cheat meals. I don't believe in them. I, I don't even believe in that terminology of food. What a refeed, eat, refeed is is when you increase the carbohydrates um, significantly and the protein and fat in your macros is going to be roughly the same. And a refeed could last one day or it could last two days, whereas a diet break could last one week, upwards of even two, three weeks, just depending on how your body's responding. If you do the higher calorie day too with the carbohydrates, your body might retain some water weight. Um, again, water weight fluctuates all the time. And when you eat more carbohydrates, naturally 
water will adhere to the body, um, but it will dissipate. And water is not fat. Another thing too is bloating is not fat too. <laughs> I, I get frustrated when people see their bloat and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so bloated. And they think it's fat. No, it's not fat. It's stomach distension. Uh, you have food in your belly. You have water in your belly. Naturally, your belly is going to expand with volume in it. Your digestive tract is very large. Um, if you were to cut yourself open and ravel it down, it's very long um, and it can hold a lot of weight. Again, it's kind of gross, but working in cadaver labs in anatomy taught me a lot. And let me just say that gut can hold a lot of weight. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm not really seeing any questions so far. I think I've covered just about everything. Let's see. Uh, hi, Faith. I see Emily is here. I saw Ricky Lee was here. Carla's here. Who else is here for the day? All right. So one other thing I wanted to talk about is your weight on the scale. So I find a lot of ladies struggle with their weight on the scale and putting their worth on it or putting all of their progress on that. To be honest, um, your weight on the scale is pretty irrelevant. You can get a scale that will test your body fat, um, and that's just a bioelectrical impedance. It's not the most accurate way to test your body fat. Again, though, it's going to be the most convenient, and the only thing that's 100% accurate with your body fat is doing a biopsy, which that's not an option. So um, testing your body fat with a scale is a great way. Um, just looking at yourself and taking progress pictures what you need to keep in mind too, ladies, especially out there is you will never look at your body. Sub, sorry. You will never look at your body objectively. What does that mean? You can't see yourself from a different perspective. You can't see yourself. Um, you can't, you just can't see yourself in a different light other than in your own eyes. And we are so hypercritical on ourselves where if we're having a bad day, we will focus on all the things we don't like. If I really look into you know the mirror and I'm having a bad day, I'll be like, oh, I don't like your hair. Your arms are too small. Um, you're not lean enough. You could have a bigger butt, like just random stuff. Um, and that's why I have my own coach, because when it comes to me and my body, I can't see myself properly. And I don't think anybody sees themselves correct, correctly. Um, there's a lot of comparison going out there with social media. Um, comparison is at the highest. I mean, back in the day, we used to just have magazines and TV. And now you just open up Instagram or Facebook or any, any platform and you find the comparison games going on. So if you are having these goals of, you know, having this toned body or having this look or whatever it is. First, I want you to ask yourself, do I feel healthy? And define what health means to you. You guys can leave that definition here. But for me, healthy means having energy, feeling strong. Um, your skin is glowing. Um, you're happy because healthy to me encompasses mental health as well. You feel happy. Um, and I mean, that, that's what optimal health is to me. Now, if you're looking at these people on social media and you already feel healthy, why do you feel the need to change your body? Are you changing your body for someone else? Are you changing your body to look like someone else? You don't have to do that. 
So I really encourage you before you try to completely transform your body, um, ask yourself the reasons why you're doing it. And if it's to, you know, step on stage, that's completely fine. If it's to feel a little bit more confident in your skin, that's fine. But just ask yourself, you know, what's the why behind me wanting to do this? Um, if you're comparing yourself to like, which I find myself doing this, I don't really do it as much anymore. You got to just stop. Um, you gotta take time to unfollow people. I know that sounds mean, but take time to unfollow people that you are comparing yourself to. If you find that you are setting unrealistic expectations where you're like, Oh, I wish I could like have her butt or have her waist or have this or have that. No, 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 no. You gotta be content with where you're at. Um, regardless if you're making progress or not, regardless if you are having the dream body of yours or not, you have to be content with where you are. Um, and, and just keep staying on your plan to keep moving forward. Um, if you are constantly trying to, you know, change your plan, if you're constantly trying to cut your calories lower and take things to the extreme and you're doing all this cardio, um, you're not going to be happy. So, um, I think that's everything I have to say for today. I hope that today's live was helpful. Again, should you cut or build first? Biggest thing, you know, are you happy with your muscle mass? If the answer is yes, then I would say, yeah, you could focus on cutting. Again, too, though, putting on muscle takes a long time. I am still not happy with where my muscle is at. I have been lifting weights for about five years now, and I still am not happy with where my muscular mass is. Um, again, too, when you have more muscle on your body, you are burning more calories in a day naturally, just because your muscle requires calories because it's anabolic um, versus fat tissue. But I, uh, I still want to build, but you have to build and go through cutting phases too if you're not a newbie. So a newbie is someone who's been lifting for six months or less. If you've been you know, in the gym for a couple of years, you're going to actually have to go through phases like a bodybuilder where you are putting on um, muscle, which will require you to eat more than 1200 calories, ladies, like you're probably going to have to eat around 1900 to even 2500 calories um, to put on muscle and you're going to have to be there for a while. And then you can focus on cutting, which that would be, you know, cutting down your calories slowly, like don't go zero to 100 where you go from 2000 calories a day to 1200 calories a day, please don't do that. Um, work, work like a staircase. So work your calories nice and high, work your way down, see how you're progressing, see how you're progressing, see how you're progressing. And again, I don't recommend anyone get too low in calories. If you are a bikini competitor or a bodybuilder, it's a little bit of a different story because your goal is, um, an extreme goal, but that's just my two cents there, but I'm going to wrap this on up guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you weren't able to watch the whole thing, make sure you go listen to this episode on beyond the bikini radio. You can find that link in my Instagram bio. If you're wanting to work with me one-on-one with coaching, you guys can apply for my coaching. You can find that link in my Instagram bio and I hope you all have a wonderful day.